The Howling Monkey Radio Network presents Dispatches of Note. A list about movies, part three. What a whirlwind of a ride we're on as we navigate the American Film Institute's list of the top 100 movies of all time. We were inspired to explore the list by the Unspooled podcast, but unlike them, we haven't actually seen all the movies and don't feel like doing more than writing a few sentences about each of them, which is why we'll knock this bad boy out in about four episodes. This is episode three, which means there are already two others. So go listen to them wherever you get your podcasts, or just go to howlingmonkeyradio.com and look for the show. And hey, if you like this, please rate us on iTunes, share the link, and bestow upon us gifts of golden pies. Do that even if you don't like the show, because we like pie. Anyway, let's get this show on the road with number 49 on the AFI list. 49, Intolerance, 1916. D.W. Griffith follows up his glorification of the KKK with a a three-and-a-half-hour silent movie featuring Lillian Gish rocking a baby. 48. Rear Window, 1954. Creepy old Jimmy Stewart peeps out of a window at creepy old Raymond Burr. Grace Kelly is in it, too, and she's not that creepy. 47. A Streetcar Named Desire, 1951. A movie based on a Tennessee Williams play, starring Marlon Brando as a guy who wears a t-shirt and hollers. 46. It Happened One Night, 1934. I don't actually know what happened. I'm, I'm going to guess it was an earthquake or something. 45. Shane, 1953. A cowboy leaves a ranch while a young boy shouts his name over and over again. Probably involves some land barons or something like that. 44. The Philadelphia Story, 1940. A time-traveling aircraft carrier lands in a rich guy's yard. 43. Midnight Cowboy, 1969. Dustin Hoffman's just being all Weasley, or I I guess ratty, because his name in the movie is is Ratso. So, yeah, go figure. Anyway, John Voight's in it, so is Brenda Vaccaro. And I never knew that Brenda Vaccaro was actually a movie star. I, I, I just thought she was a lady on commercials. But, yeah, there you go. She's a Midnight Cowboy. 42, Bonnie and Clyde, 1967. Two pretty people rob banks and read bad poetry before getting shot like 12,000 times. Oh, and hey, Gene Wilder's in this. It's kind of weird. 41, King Kong, 1933. Big monkey who's in love with a screaming woman runs amok in Manhattan until he's attacked by biplanes. Some guy tries to make a lot of money out of the whole thing. Number 40, The Sound of Music, 1965. A musical about fleeing from fascists. A family favorite. 39, Dr. Strangelove, 1964. Peter Sellers hogs almost all the roles in the Stanley Kubrick anti-war farce, but Slim Pickens does get to ride a bomb. This is George C. Scott's second funniest movie. I'll let you figure out what the first one is. 38, The Treasure of the Sierra Madre, 1948. Humphrey Bogart's in this one as a guy named Lou Dobbs, I think, and he's looking for some kind of treasure in the Sierra Madres. Um, And there's a bunch of guys who claim they don't need badges. 37, the best years of our lives, 1964. I have never seen this, but for some reason I want to say that Ronald Reagan was in it. That may not be correct. 36, the bridge on the river Kwai, 1957. Sir Alec Guinness stars in this World War II movie that focuses on bridge building and whistling. 35, Annie Hall. 1977. Ugh, it's just a bunch of neuroses. 34. Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs. 1937. 
A young woman lives with a group of gentlemen who are all oddly named in a manner such that their name accurately reflects their personality. I think a witch is also involved. 33. One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest, 1975. Jack Nicholson befriends a man who enjoys juicy fruit gum while in a mental hospital. 32. The Godfather, Part 2, 1974. Well, what can you say? This is the rare sequel that's better than the original. And then they went and made Part 3, which was better than both Parts 1 and 2. That's a heck of a thing. 31. The Maltese Falcon, 1941. Bogart again, this time as Private Eye Sam Spade. He's a Seamus looking for a statue of a bird, while various people threaten to kill him. Mary Astor is the femme fatale. Peter Lorre is, he's just weird old Peter Lorre. And Sidney Greenstreet just laughs a lot and says things like, Will you, Mesa? <laughs> you know, stuff like that. Oh, that was that was my Sidney Greenstreet. 30, Apocalypse Now, 1979. Francis Ford Coppola's look at the Vietnam War, but told through the lens of a short novel that was set like way before that. I, maybe the Boer War or something. I'm not entirely sure. This movie is an example of what happens when you take a lot of people, a lot of money, and some cameras into the jungle with no oversight whatsoever. 29. Double Indemnity, 1944. If the murder doesn't interest you, perhaps the explanation of how insurance sales and investigations will. 28. All About Eve, 1950. I know Betty Davis is in this, and she threatens people to have a bumpy night or tells them to buckle up because there's a bumpy night a coming or I don't know I don't know the exact line but it involves buckling up for a bumpy bumpy night. I think this movie's about actresses and I assume one of them is named Eve, but I I don't know what it's all about. See what I did there? All about Eve. What's it all about? Get it? 27 High Noon 1952. Cowboys fight at noon over something or another. I don't know, probably cows or water or, or hats. 26. Mr. Smith Goes to Washington, 1939. A naive legislator talks too long, and then he falls down. 25. To Kill a Mockingbird, 1962. I don't think there's a single mockingbird in this movie, but you know what there is? A kid in a ham costume. I mean, like, seriously, a kid dressed up for Halloween or something like a ham. I think the costume is like this big paper mache ham. It may even say ham on it. I may be wrong about that, but I think it does say ham on it. And and the thing is, there's a kid dressed up like a ham and nobody says a word about it. <laughs> Hollywood, go figure. Am I right? Well, that's all for this installment. There's just one more left. Join us next week as we make the inevitable trek to Xanadu. Not, I mean, not the movie Xanadu. That movie is obviously not on the list. I mean, I mean, really. Anywho, until next time, order me a large popcorn and drench it in synthetic butter-flavored oil. We'll be seeing you on the podcast. This program is brought to you by Law Dog Productions, LLC. We're on the web at howlingmonkeyradio.com, where you can find our other shows and content. You can also learn about ways to support our efforts there. You can reach us through our email address, info at howlingmonkeyradio.com.